Good morning. Today is Thursday, September 10th, 2020, and I would like to start by saying thank you very much, New York Times. This morning, I read an article that contains not one, but two pieces of news that make me happy. So, uh, New York Times, um, before Rosh Hashanah, has uh, pieces uh, that relate to uh, Rosh Hashanah and the food section that relate to kosher food. And uh, in this morning's paper, actually it was yesterday's paper, I only saw it today, is uh, information about a new kosher single malt scotch made in Israel. It is Israel's first whiskey distillery. It's called Milk and Honey, M and H Distillery, it's in Tel Aviv, and they make a range of different alcoholic drinks. Among them, Elements Sherry Cask Single Malt Scotch, aged in kosher sherry casks. Um, it has a brightly earthy aroma, complex, with some sweetness on the finish. I don't know what that means, but that's what the New York Times says. So, um, scotch by itself is inherently kosher. Only kosher ingredients are used, unless, of course, something is added to it. Sherry casks are a problem. Sherry, of course, is normally a non-kosher wine, and uh, many places will take the scotch, which by itself is kosher, but they will age it in barrels that were used to age sherry wine, and that adds flavor to the finished product. So clearly, that is adding flavor from a non-kosher ingredient to the finished product, and that is a very disputed issue in Jewish law. Some people who keep kosher do drink uh, scotch that is aged in sherry casks. It's my opinion. In my opinion, the normative opinion in Jewish law and the logical opinion, certainly as it seems to me from the sources and from the facts, is not to use that product and we do not permit it at a death. I would say that it is probably one of my least popular opinions. But now there is an option that satisfies everyone. So if you're worried about sherry casks, but you want it, it's now available kosher, element sherry cask, single malt scotch, available from M&H Distillery in Tel Aviv. Personally, I am not a Scotch drinker, so I don't really have an appreciation for this. However, there is something else that they make, which is called Levantine Gin, that has za'atar added to the botanicals, and I do like gin very much, so that sounds to me something that is very interesting. I hope to have the chance to taste that. Okay, that's the first part of the article that makes me happy. In the same article is one more detail 
and that is a correction. New York Times, like others, prints corrections when they have made a mistake. It's a very good characteristic to have. Correction. And earlier, so the, the, um, the article started, I didn't read the whole thing to you, the article started, it's written by Florence Fabricant, the article started to toast the Jewish New Year, so there is this new um, uh, single malt uh, uh, scotch that is available. Okay, that's how it starts. So the correction is, an earlier version of this article misstated the Jewish year that begins at sundown on September 18th. The new year will be 5781. They had printed 5780. Of course, this current Jewish year is 5780. The new year is 5781. So they're making a correction in an earlier version they had the wrong year. Seeing the New York Times make that mistake takes away a bit of the sting from when I made the same mistake a couple of years ago. So we prepare our bulletin and the cover of our bulletin announces the month and year, both the secular calendar and the Jewish calendar. Our bulletin is proofed by many people numerous times, and a couple of years ago, when I saw the printed copies that were delivered to our office, on the front cover, right at the top, is last year's Jewish year. And my heart sank. So we do put our bulletin online, and the benefit of that is I was able to update it and to correct it. But the printed copies, there was no way to fix it. They were already delivered, and I just had to, I just had to live with it. But at least knowing that the New York Times did the same, made the same mistake, takes the sting out just a little bit. That is not by far my worst bulletin mistake. Um, on our Pesach bulletin, every year on the front cover, we always put Happy Passover. So, a couple of years ago, I wanted to add it in French. So, I asked someone who was fluent in French to make sure that I was spelling it correctly. And when it came out, someone complained that I had actually wished everyone Happy Easter. So, I was mortified. And so, I went to the experts. So, I asked several experts. Uh, professional translators, professors of French, several different experts, and it turns out that there is no clear, correct way to write Happy Passover. In other words, there's no clear way to differentiate between the French word for Passover and Easter Every single expert that I asked gave me a different answer about either how to phrase it or how to spell it. So, all right. I, uh, just for the record, uh, I have not converted to Christianity and I was not actually uh, wishing everyone a happy Easter. It was a spelling mistake. And again, there too, we corrected it online. The printed version, of course, it was too late. 
There is another mistake that I made a number of years ago in ADAF, and this mistake, I am too embarrassed to tell you what it is. No one has ever mentioned to me that they have noticed it, and my plan is that I will never, ever reveal this. It's something that cannot realistically be fixed. It is a simple spelling mistake that I made. My heart drops every time I see it, which is just about every day that I am in the ADAPT building. But this one, my plan is to never reveal what it is. In any event, thank you, New York Times, for making me happy two times in one article this morning. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.